Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't. But I'm handling it, and one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. So we are back this week with a second episode, and I am so thrilled to share today's guest with you. Andrew Kaloff is the president of production and development of Wayfair Studios. Wayfair Studios was formed by actor, director, and writer Justin Baldoni, and founder and chairman of Paylocity, Steve Sarowitz. Wayfair was formed as a purpose-driven creative and financial engine that focuses on radically sincere film and television content, that is both platform and genre agnostic. Andrew first moved to LA in 2002 and landed his first job in film working as a production assistant. Since then, he's had an extensive career in the film industry. Prior to joining the Wayfarer Studios team, Andrew served as Vice President of Creative Affairs at Amblin Partners, Vice President of Production at New Regency, and had a long career as a Director of Creative Affairs at Paramount Pictures where he worked on films like Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, World War Z, and more. Andrew has also worked on and overseen the production of award-winning films like Birdman, 12 Years a Slave, The Revenant, and so many more films I could keep going on and on. He's had such an incredible career in the film industry, and I'm really looking forward to you hearing his story and learning more about Wayfarer Studios. So you know what to do, turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. Andrew, thank you so much for coming on. You're the president of production and development at Wayfarer Studios. So thanks for coming on to chat about your career and all the wonderful work being done at Wayfarer. My pleasure. Happy to be here and tell you as much as you want to know. I mean, I'm such a, you know, at handling it, we always have on, you know, individuals from all different professions, but I do have a sweet spot for anything regarding entertainment. I'm such a film and TV junkie. So I'm excited to talk to you about your work. And then of course the work being done at Wayfair, but I guess before we get into Wayfair, I'm curious, I guess if you wanna dive into your origin story, you know, you started out as a PA and your career, you've had such an extensive career in film. Um, If you wanna just dive into how you got started, what drew you to film? Yeah, of course. Look, I've been enamored by storytelling since I was a, a very young boy and um, always got excited about going to the fil- movies with my parents when I was little. And just that experience of really kind of immersing yourself in the story and being transported to another world. And um, it was just such a, a, an amazing feeling that I got from, you know, watching movies and TV. And, and I knew pretty early on that it was something I wanted to do. Um, I didn't necessarily understand um, what part of the industry I wanted to work in. Um, I think just being naive and not knowing a ton, you think you want to physically like make movies, which I do and I have, um, but I didn't know about kind of all the other different facets of it. So, you know, um, I just, uh, like any post-college, you know, um, I had a dream and kind of got in the car one day and, um, knew a few people out here in Los Angeles, but very few. 
um, and just went for it, you know. Um, uh, moved out here um, with my girlfriend, who's now my wife of 16 years, um, and um, just, you know, started playing the game of trying to figure out an entry point in, and, you know, PA was, you know, something that everyone had been talking about as a certain kind of entry point into the business. Um, and, um, you know, worked on a little million dollar movie, um, was fortunate enough to get that experience. Um, every day I, you know, checked kind of the job lists around town of what was available. Um, and, um, you know, eventually just kind of started pursuing things and did that job. And, um, you know, was fortunate enough to meet a gentleman named Scott Budnick um, in the fall of 2002. Um, and we kept in touch over a bunch of months. And um, little did I know that he was gonna be running Todd Phillips company um, the following year. And um, I was fortunate enough to, you know, get in at the ground up uh, for Todd Phillips company working for Scott and Todd and another woman at the company at the time. And it was kind of the greatest first job anyone could ever ask for. Um, just, uh, you know, learning the business from the ground up, learning about development, learning about the agencies, learning about the studio system, all that kind of stuff, how you develop scripts, how you look for material, who's who. So it was kind of like my um, intro to the business uh, job. And I learned a ton uh, from there. And, you know, um, used that job to get the next job. I was very naive. I thought I was going to work at Todd Phillips company forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, was fortunate enough to then go work at Dimension Films, which uh, was a part of Miramax uh, at the time and um, got exposure to a lot of genre movies there um, and just more experience of, you know, working for the head of um, production and development um, and, really started kind of being a liaison between the movies and the studio. And um, that was the year that Miramax and Disney separated. The future for me was a little uncertain, but I worked for a beautiful, decent man named Brad Weston, who, you know, uh, really looked out for me and took me with him to his next uh, job, which was running Paramount Pictures. Um, so now I was even getting more exposure, more movies, uh, bigger budget, you know, um, just really mainstream studio system type filmmaking. And, um, you know, uh, was really fortunate and got promoted finally to be an executive, uh, as I was at Paramount. Um, and, uh, I think did a pretty good job and got a lot more exposure to working on, you know, my first films as an executive, uh, and then climbing up and, working on World War Z and G.I. Joe and these big tentpole films, you know, um, Mission Impossible and just getting more and more um, of an education, you know, what it's like to be an executive and start running your own projects, what it meant to be a junior executive on these projects by giving support and, and whatnot. So um, it was amazing. I'm very grateful and loved that part of, of my career and, was fortunate then to go work at New Regency after that, where I really started kind of working on a lot more elevated stuff, just Academy caliber, really interesting filmmakers. Um, we had an amazing run there from Birdman to 12 Years a Slave, um, The Revenant, and um, 
you know, the lifelong dream had always been to work at Amblin and that opportunity had come about uh, as well about five years after I'd started New Regency to work for Steven Spielberg. And, you know, I, that was why I wanted to get into the business in the first place was because I was so moved, you know, as a young boy by those films and just, you know, love the boy at the center of a great journey type, you know, stories. And um, so uh, I worked there, you know, for another five years and um, grateful to work on Ghost in the Shell and Office Christmas Party and a movie that I found called Come Play. Um, this Tom Hanks film that's gonna come out on Apple, uh, I believe next year. Um, so I've been very fortunate, you know, and, um, you know, I guess that leads us to Wayfair in the sense that it was time, you know, for me to really kind of spread my wings. I wanted to really kind of build something from the ground up. Um, and I just loved what Justin, uh, and Steve Sarowitz, um, stand for, you know, they're incredibly gracious people with big hearts. Um, it's rare to find, you know, people in this industry who really want to do good, and stick by that kind of mantra. And that has just carried through, you know, uh, exponentially since I've been at the company in terms of what we're taking on and what we're trying to do. So um, telling stories that can have an impact. Right. And I was just really, really blown away by that and wanted to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. Well, and looking at your resume behind you, sort of hanging on the wall, you've worked on, you know, you have 12 years of slave and Birdman behind you. And, uh, You've worked on such an extensive list of films. I'm curious, though, as you were talking about sort of, you know, projects you were pursuing and roles you were pursuing, when you had started out, did you have any sort of background? You know, some people in the industry, I think a maybe preconceived misconception, if you will, is that a lot of people in the industry have ties, whether they, you know, come from families in the industry. Did you have any connections before starting out? Did you really have to like pave your path on your own? Um, because I, I feel like it's 50-50. Either sometimes, you know, you have a background, whether you have parents or, or whoever who are actors or directors, and that's great. Um, and then other times, you know, it's it might just be a passion of yours that you want to really pursue um, in a world that's completely new to you. So um, I'm curious to hear uh, how you really got your interest. Um, of course, I mean, when I was... A young boy, my, my grandfather owned a theatrical store um, in Minneapolis where I grew up. And I was kind of like in this fantasy world when I would go with my mom to work every day. And it was a costume store, fabric, makeup, dancewear, costumes, um, props, all these different things. So I really kind of got to just, you know, immerse myself in a world and play pretend and have a blast. Um, and, you know, just was always moved by the arts and drawn to it and creating things. Um, that was how I would express myself. So I knew I kind of wanted to do something in that field um, as a profession. Um, when it comes to Hollywood, I mean, I knew nobody, um, to be honest. I mean, just a quick anecdote in college. Um, one of my best friends was from uh, Beverly Hills. Um, and just he and I and another friend of mine from Minneapolis kind of had the same dream of like, well, let's give it a shot. Let's go for it. Um, and we kind of made a pact that we would do that. So, you know, in moving to Los Angeles, I didn't really know a soul. I had a few connections only through networking and stuff like that. I cold called, answered the UTA job list every day, perused it, tried to figure it out, went to, I think it was called, and I believe it still exists, called mandy.com, which is like a mm -hmm. physical production website and looked for PA jobs. And 
um, you know, just waited for that, sent my resume out, waited for that phone to ring. It never rang. You know, I think what people, of course there are friends and family members who are in the business and that's obviously a way in, but it's all about networking too. At the same time, I think that's important for those that are going to listen to this. Like you just got to get out there. You got to start meeting people, um, who want to do the same thing as you, you know, become kind of a tight knit group and start to really kind of, you know, network together to figure out, you know, how you can keep moving forward and creating opportunities for yourself and knowing about jobs and knowing, you know, kind of getting leads on things and whatnot. So, um, you know, the PA job came from, I believe Craigslist or Mandy, I forget which one it was. Um, the job at Todd Phillips company um, was because I looked on the UTA job list pretty regularly and I noticed this email address of Scott and I said, I know him. So I reached out to him and if I hadn't known him, you know, I don't think I would have gotten the job, but because I'd known him six months earlier and we kept in touch, you know, it gave me, you know, I guess a leg up just, or a more personal relationship with um, somebody that, that, that could help me in, in getting the job. So, um, you got to be out here. You got to be present. You got to be networking. You got to create opportunities for yourself. Nothing really happens unless you kind of go get it. Um, so yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, it, it's funny because I come from a somewhat of a similar world. You know, I was a journalism major in college, but grew up in an area and like in a family where no one was a writer and no one worked in media. Mm-hmm. So um, I had to make the move to New York and you know, started out working as an intern in broadcast, uh, very similar roles to a PA, but, you know, in the broadcast market. And I think with entertainment, it's really interesting because I think with a lot of professions, you can rely on a resume and, you know, different accolades you may have. And that's great. That's wonderful. That's, you know, why you work hard at those things. But I think with entertainment, you know, I think half of it also is just, you know, networking, really getting your face and your name out there and um, really just meeting individuals in that way and get, you know, getting your name out. So I think that's a really big part of it as well with entertainment. I agree. I mean, you need to be able to relate to people and they need to be able to relate to you. And um, you know, this is, you work so intimately with your colleagues um, that there needs to be this connection, you know, I think um, in terms of the goal um, and that goes a long way. Um, so I think, you know, it's important to be present and just kind of go after it. and have that passion too. the passion is, is, is it's going to separate you from others that want to do this as well, because this is an art and a business. And um, I think having an understanding of both of those and being passionate about both of those, you know, um, is really important um, at the end of the day. And um, if you see somebody who's wants to give their all, who wants to go above and beyond, you know, who's really driven by the creative and understand the business of it as well. I mean, those are the, those are the ones that tend to kind of, you know, um, uh, you know, start to kind of make their way to the top, you know, as they continue to kind of go on their path of, of what they want to do. Definitely. So, um, you know, speaking of moving on to new roles, you know, you had mentioned earlier Wayfair and sort of what drew you to it. So if you wouldn't mind, I guess, introducing for those who don't know what Wayfair is and what the studio's mission is. Of course. I mean, uh, Wayfair is an entertainment company. Um, we're an independent financier um, and we're also a studio. So 
we're able to um, develop our own projects. We're able to finance our own projects. Um, so we're essentially a studio, you know, just like, you know, Braun or Village Roadshow. Um, and our, our mission is to make um, impactful uh, entertainment. Um, I like to call us kind of, you know, the participant meets Amblin with the um, kind of grittiness of an A24 approach. Um, so we're making content that, you know, is really a, that can have an impact that's very relevant that, you know, kind of takes on all the isms of the world, sexism, racism, um, uh, social justice, um, you know, something as simple as ageism, um, all those things, but doing them in a very kind of commercial way. We want to be commercial in the sense that we want our stories to have a clear hook to them that can really draw an audience in um, and be representative of what the world really looks like um, and prop up those that aren't always, uh, you know, seen on screen. Um, but at the same time, getting underneath an issue, you know, whether it's in the subtext or, you know, outright, it is about this um, and making sure that it can, it's seen so that it can have an impact that it can make change. You know, we're very much driven by bringing people together um, and most importantly, making the world a better place through our content. Um, you know, I think we've seen that through Justin's films, you know, our TV shows, most recently Justin's book, um, you know, all these things that shine a light on something that you learn something, but you're entertained um, as well, you know, having seen it. So our goal is to make the world a better place, bring people together. We're better united than we are separate. Um, and we just want to change hearts. We want to make people open their hearts, you know, um, bring people together. Uh, and if we can do that, you know, we've succeeded. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I think that's something that we definitely need in, you know, a year like 2021. So one of the things that I really love about Wayfair is that, you know, the company, the studio is really open and honest saying that at its core, at its forefront are, you know, discussions of social justice and equality. So do you think it's, it's that sort of mission, that focus that really sets the studio apart from, you know, other companies out there today? Um, yeah, you know, it's interesting because like we were pioneers in doing it and not everyone knew who we were, you know, call it five, six years ago when Justin had Wayfair Entertainment, but we've always been there. And, um, you know, I think what also makes us really unique is our, um, our, um, uh, kind of, uh, what we do outside and how we kind of tie in, you know, to our, our, our entertainment, whether it's, you know, uh, Justin's, um, uh, block party that he has downtown about the homeless or the partnerships that we do, you know, when we do make a movie or a TV show where we can invest and tie it into the movie or TV show that we're doing to really kind of give, give back that separates us. Cause we're going to go above and beyond, you know, just, it's not just about the content. It's about what are the ancil ancillary kind of ways we can make an impact as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that makes us different. Um, and we're not scared to take on tough stuff. Um, uh, so, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of on our way to doing that. Yeah. And I mean, as, as someone, I'm curious because as someone like yourself, who has, you know, worked for several different studios and worked on and overseen a bunch of different projects, what was it that really led you to shift gears and take on this role at Wayfair? 
were you looking for something more in projects? Was it something that maybe you weren't seeing and that you wanted to, you know, join in on this uh, movement, if you will, in entertainment to create projects that, you know, have more of a purpose to them? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a bunch of different reasons, but that being in, incredibly important and, and being a part of something that you can build from, excuse me, the ground up um, and making content that can change people's hearts, you know, in a big way, um, not to mention the entrepreneurship, kind of the activism of it all. Um, I love that the company, um, Justin being, you know, an actor, director, entrepreneur, activist, you know, author, um, podcast host, uh, all these different things, which I think the way the business is changing now, you can't just make movies, you can't just make TV shows, you can't just make podcasts. Um, it's a way to kind of build out your brand. And I think in the way we're doing it, we can have a bigger impact doing that. So, you know, the movies and TV that have always moved me were really about something. Um, and um, I think in what Wayfair is trying to do is very similar to that. Um, and I think we got so carried away with, you know, big summer tentpole movies and big event TV um, that there is a market for things that are just really good. that are going to make you feel something that are going to show you a world that you potentially haven't seen before on the big screen or small screen um, and really take on personal stories, you know, um, but painting them on a big canvas. So mm -hmm. to be able to kind of lead the charge on that and curate that slate, you know, of film, TV, podcasts, unscripted documentaries. Um, I was ready to really kind of jump in uh, head first and, and be the one to, to lead that charge. And I'm grateful that, you know, Justin and Steve really um, uh, believed in me to, to lead that charge. And I, we've only been here a year, you know, uh, at least I have, but we have a lot to show for ourselves already. And, um, you know, it was just, it was the time that I could be a, a part of something that I can really sink my teeth into, you know, from the top down and, and, and build a, build a staff of, of employees that, that care about the same things. Um, so it's really exciting. And I'm just, you know, grateful for the opportunity that we can, you know, I can hopefully make an impact and change those people's lives and make good content that can, you know, just make the world a better place. Definitely. And I think that's the thing, right? Because I mean, every, you know, film, every television show, every sort of form of media has some sort of theme or message. But I think what Wayfair is trying to do and what's, you know, the studios inspired me is that as creators, we should all be trying to create, you know, products that have a message that will lead us to do something. You know, and you had mentioned the word impact before, and I think that's really great because I think, um, you know, as creators, I think a really great thing is to create stuff that has a message, sure, but that message can actually go out and create change in the world and have an impact on people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, and that's what we're trying to do with the projects. I mean, uh, one project I can, I can talk about, you know, which gets me excited is this project called Badass Biker Chicks of Marrakesh, which is about, you know, Muslim girls living in Morocco who, um, you know, families want them to be a certain way. They're supposed to take on a certain role. It, it kind of leads into the stereotypes, you know, old, old world versus new world, 
but these women who are incredibly smart and strong, you know, they want the same opportunities, you know, that, 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 that men have. Um, and they go after that. And I hope that, you know, when we do make this movie and young women see it or families see it, you know, it's going to show them a world through a different lens that is achievable and that is deserving. So in, in the way that we can inspire young people to go after their dreams, to get families to open up and change, um, that to me is really, really exciting. Um, and they can be entertained and have fun, you know, watching this film, um, but learn something, you know, along the way and, and hopefully, you know, um, see why it's important to tell the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I'm curious, you know, um, as a curator of the slate, and I, I feel like the whole pandemic has definitely sparked a lot of conversation in terms of, you know, the film industry and what's coming out. And I'm glad that theaters are, you know, reopening and we're getting audience back audiences back into the theaters. I'm curious, um, how did the pandemic impact, you know, your current slate and the projects you're working on um, and what you have coming out? Um, I guess it didn't impact our choices in terms of the types of projects um, we were gonna take on. I mean, we did have a whole filmmaking experiment that we were able to pull off last fall called the Six Feet Apart Experiment, um, which is where we gave a group of filmmakers, five filmmakers actually, um, money to make their first feature film. And it was made under, uh, you know, what was happening with COVID. So there's, there's a certain number of moves, price point that they were given um, that they had to work within that box to pull off, you know, their movie. So I thought that was really interesting, you know, of working within those conditions to, you know, execute a, a film. Um, you know, I think definitely um, more hopeful, inspirational uh, types of stories and characters were things that we're continuing to lean into and leaned into um, when COVID was happening. Um, but I think that was just in our DNA anyways. It is in our DNA anyways to take on those types of stories. So, you know, look, the logistics of making stuff obviously has changed, you know, um, but um, you know, it was tough building a company in the midst of COVID, obviously, you know, being a brand new company and having finally, you know, met my entire team and hiring and all of that uh, over the course of the last year definitely had its challenges, but we've, you know, persevered. So we're just excited, you know, with hopefully things getting back to normal that we can get out there, even create more opportunities for ourselves, you know, in terms of exposure and types of material and different talent that we want to be in business with that we can get in front of physically. Um, and, you know, um, we've just been quietly kind of building the slate um, and getting things into production and getting things ready to go in the fall. And, you know, um, it's kind of fun operating underneath the radar. Uh, and, and now those projects really kind of come into fruition and starting to get made. Definitely. Yeah, it is really exciting. And, you know, you talked about um, sort of harnessing and reaching out to new talent, um, I guess, both on and off the camera, even because I think what's really great is the inclusivity within Wayfair and creating opportunities for everyone in the film industry. And, you know, you had mentioned Justin before, Justin Baldoni, one of the founders of Wayfair. And I think what's really great about 
what he's trying to do with the studio is that he really is trying to create opportunity for, you know, all individuals who have an interest in film and who want to get involved, you know, from any sort of side of it. Um, and I was just even, I was on your social pages today checking it out. And I saw, you know, I, I think Justin had even put up a post saying, calling all, you know, actors or talent who want to start working on a film that, you know, the studio is working on. Um, I think that's absolutely fantastic because, I mean, with the whole pandemic on top of it, it was a really difficult year for people in the entertainment industry. Um, I know a lot of people tend to think like just actors um, and the people that are on camera, but there's so many people that work behind the camera. Um, and I think, you know, the pandemic, it was tough for a lot of, for a lot of ways, but I think that's so great to extend opportunities out to others and, and be so inclusive in that way. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, it's where our hearts lie, which is why we're so excited. You know, I, I think the, the thing you're referring to on Justin's page is this film called Empire Waste, which is just brilliant and awesome. And I love everything about it. And, you know, it's about young girls in high school who don't have, you know, the classic body type, um, who um, we want to really empower and we want to show what the world really looks like and show you know, that anyone can go after their dream and embrace who you are, you know, don't be ashamed of who you are, embrace it, you know, own it. Um, and, um, you know, this movie uh, is really, really special. It uses fashion to really kind of combat bullying um, at school. It, it, fashion is a way to empower um, uh, people, uh, young girls. And, um, you know, here's a group of friends who really just kind of go after it and own it and, um, persevere and aren't ashamed, you know, who they are. Um, and I love that because that's a message I want to teach my children. I want to inspire other kids to go after their dreams, um, to not always conform to what, you know, society is telling you or what ads are telling you or what the news is telling you. So, um, you know, everything from who we're going to cast to who the production designer is going to be to the costumer, you know, all these things go in are very carefully selected because we want to be really respectful of having a diverse group of people, you know, represent this, this story and these characters in this film. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you mentioned earlier diversity um, within the stories that are being told by the studio and, you know, the different uh, characters, if you will, the different plot lines. And um, during the pandemic, the studios had released on Disney plus clouds. And that was a beautiful story, a true story. Um, and again, like we talked about earlier, it's all about getting messages out there, getting stories out there that really move people and impact people to, you know, whether it's sparking change or just, you know, a story that really resonates. So I'm excited to see, you know, what all you guys continue to work on and release. Yeah, we're excited. I mean, we're just getting started, to be honest. I mean, I, I can't believe just what we've done in the last year and a little change, you know, from, you know, a slate that I think had, you know, seven, eight projects on it to now, you know, 30 across a bunch of different platforms, um, you know, shooting two documentaries in post on a, on a, on a, on an unscripted TV show, prepping uh, two feature films, TV to TV scripted side of things, just developing a ton there, starting to package together. Obviously the podcast is airing online right now for man enough. Justin's book came out, Justin put out the film clouds, um, and there's just so much more cooking Justin's next film. Um, and, you know, it's, it's amazing working for gracious people who 
just want to make an impact and aren't scared to do so. And um, we live in a world right now where content is king and there's such a desire and want for it. And we want to be a part of that. We want to be able to provide great content, you know, for audiences out there and really inspire them. And, uh, you know, um, I don't think we've bitten off more than we can chew, but um, it's really exciting at the volume and the speed we're kind of moving at right now. So I hope we can continue it. I know we will. Definitely. Yeah. Optimism. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I'm curious to then, I guess, sort of embarking on this journey during the pandemic. I mean, we know COVID was a crazy time for sure, but I could only imagine sort of jumping into a new role. And um, what were some, I guess, what was your biggest takeaway from that whole experience? Not just, you know, doing this role during COVID, but also, you know, taking on a role at a company with so much, again, like the things we talked about, social justice, equality at its forefront? I mean, it's a lot of responsibility. You know, um, I, I, I was at the moment in my career where I was ready for that. Um, it's terrifying and exciting all at the same time, you know, running a company and, and being responsible for what, what we're going to make, what we're going to buy, how much we're going to spend, who we're going to make it with, um, all of that. You know, it's definitely... Um, been challenging but exciting and I think the takeaway is you just got to continue to do the work you know day in and day out and keep your foot on the gas and really not lose sight of what the goals are and Justin and I and Steve and we really kind of set those parameters you know when when I first started and and the reality of like you know here's what where we should be in 18 months here's where we should be in three years Um, and I think we're very much on track to doing that and you know the challenge will be to if we if we do it and we will do it we'll continue to kind of come up with that much content you know that we can make every year and put out into the world so um there's a lot of pressure on on, on the job you know but it's all for great intention you know so much good can come out of what we're doing which i think makes it really exciting um as opposed to having to turn out you know, they're great movies. We enjoy them. They make a lot of money, but the next Marvel movie, which, you know, has a date on a calendar that needs to be made to get out there. People love them. They're, they're incredible, you know, and they pave the way for all of us. Um, It's great to really kind of just sink your teeth into things that you're passionate about um, that can move people. And that to me has been really kind of rewarding, you know, at Wayfair um, and not losing sight of that uh, along the way. Mm -hmm. Well, you mentioned a lot of different projects that you guys have going on at the moment. I'm not sure how much you can share, but you know, we have August coming up. Is there anything that you guys are really working on that you can tease, um, you know, during August, September, the rest of the summer? Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously Justin's been hard at work on his film, Hold Back the Stars, you know, which we're figuring out casting for right now and a production plan for that. Um, Badass Biker Chicks, you know, which I had mentioned a little earlier, we're really excited about that project. You know, the Zynga Stewart, who we think the world of, is going to direct this film. Uh, my friend Jenny Gibgott's producing it with us. Um, you know, again, just we're hoping to make that movie as soon as she's available. She's very busy in Zynga. Um, Empire Waste, we're, we're, we're full steam ahead of putting that film together. We're casting it right now. We're coming up with the production plan. Um, you know, and then we're in, uh, we're in production on some documentaries right now, which is really, really exciting. 
Um, I don't think we've announced those projects yet, so I'll, I'll not speak of them, but they're really impactful, commercial, you know, high concept documentaries that are really speaking towards what is going on in the world right now um, and how we can make an impact and make change. Um, it's really much in, in the conversation of what's happening. Um, so we're really excited about that. And then, you know, there's a lot of uh, TV stuff that's just, you know, um, that's on the burner, you know, and starting to kind of come together um, that we're really focused on. Uh, Justin's, you know, going to continue doing the Man Enough podcast, which we all love and is airing right now. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just kind of a snapshot, I guess, of things that um, that we're really, really excited about that are, that are coming up. Yeah, I mean, it's exciting. And I think if there's one thing that, like, collectively as a society, I think we learned um, during the whole lockdown process is that entertainment really got us through it. Film and TV and streaming platforms and whatever. It could have been like old DVDs or VHS tapes that you had in your house. I mean, they got Mm -hmm. us through it. So I think it's going to be really exciting um, to look at consumers now that theaters are reopening. um, It'll be interesting to see the love that, you know, everybody had for entertainment during the lockdown, how that carries over into this like post-pandemic society. Um, and I think it's, I think it's definitely going to be there and, you know, people are going to be like flocking to the theaters, at least that's my hope. Um, but yeah, I, I'm definitely excited to follow along and see, you know, everything that you guys release. Um, for those who don't know, where can people uh, follow along with Wayfair and see all the different projects you guys are working on? Um, well, we announced a lot of projects, you know, through deadline. Um, we, uh, you know, obviously have a, a website. Um, I believe it's what is it? Wayfarestudios.com. Um, I have a new browser on my uh, a computer, so it's not in there yet. But um, Wayfair Studios, which gives you a plethora of information of what's airing right now, you know, who we are, what our community outreach is about. Um, obviously, Justin's Instagram and TikTok are always firing. You know, there's a, a Wayfair handle on Instagram that keeps everyone up to speed in terms of uh, what's happening at the studio right now. Those are great kind of resources to use um, and visit. Uh, but you know, there'll be more coming along the way that we'll be announcing. Um, uh, so, you know, we're really excited. There's, there's a plethora of stuff coming. For sure. And I'll be linking everything in this episode description, including links to Justin's new book and, uh, his podcast, because I think that conversation alone is so important and so necessary. Mm -hmm. And I love that he's doing that. So, um, thank you again for coming on Andrew. And before you go, we always like to ask, so with this being handling it, has there been a piece of advice or a lesson you've learned that's really helped you handle your life? I mean, you just got to dedicate yourself to the work, you know, really kind of punch that clock day in and day out. I think um, really being invested in what you're doing, um, you know, I think as, as long as you've given it, you're all and are proud of what you've done and how hard you've worked, you, you've succeeded. It's not about, you know, how much money you made at the box office or how many viewers viewed your show. Those are great things, you know, um, to have, you know, um, in terms of success. But um, if you can walk away after you've made something and be proud of it, you, you've won, you know, that's, that's what it's about. It's about creating things that make people feel something. 
Um, and if you've done that, I believe you've succeeded. So um, I think everyone should just really keep up the good work and go for it. Follow your dreams. You know, don't give up. Um, all it takes is one little yes, and 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 things can really turn around or change, and you can you can um, be successful. You know, you'll get a lot of no's, but all it takes is that one yes. Oh yeah. I said like, don't be scared of the nose. I say it all the time. Like nose are bound to happen. It's only normal. Um, but you will, like, if you keep really persevering, you will get that. Yes. And I think to your point too, I loved that. I think a great way to measure your success is looking at how fulfilled you feel at the end of the day with, mm-hmm. you know, your hard day's work. So, um, yeah, I think that's some great words to live by, but, uh, yeah, thank you, Andrew, so much for coming on. My pleasure. I'm so glad I got to speak with you today and be a part of this. All right, guys. Well, I hope you all enjoyed hearing from Andrew and learning more about the wonderful work being done at Wayfarer Studios. If you want to follow along with Wayfarer's journey, their social media links are listed in the episode description below, along with links to Justin Baldoni's Man Enough book and podcast. Thank you to Andrew so much for coming on and thank you listeners so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at Handling It Podcast and feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. I'll see you next week with a brand new episode, but until then, keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.